Hello, welcome to the Physique Master Podcast. This is Scott Tuzan, along with Brian Cron and our man Paul Teal joining us today. We've got an excellent topic to cover here, something that you don't hear discussed nearly enough, if any at all, and that is the topic of maintenance. I mean, we're in a recreational sport that kind of deals with extremes. You're either cutting hard or building hard. And a lot of times you get to the end of the cutting phase and you're you're so tired of the depletion and the deprivation that you just can't wait to freaking binge and put that weight back on and eat again and then you build yourself up and you get to the end of your building phase and you're like oh my god i put on a little bit too much fat i don't want to stay here for too long uh, i can't wait to cut this fat off and so you really don't spend any time in maintenance this has been something that brian has i've heard him repeat over and over again the importance of holding on to that weight whether it's at the end of a cutting phase at the end of a building phase and really create that new set point for yourself and you got to hold it for i believe i'll let brian cover this in a second here like four weeks to eight weeks and really let your body hold on to it most of us don't have the patience for that or we've kind of pushed the diet too far or the 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 weight gain too far and we have to completely shift gears and get onto a new thing. And something I've heard him discuss more recently uh, in the past few months that really kind of uh, brought it all together was this concept of chasing maintenance and embracing maintenance. And that kind of struck a chord with me more so than creating your new set point there. So uh, I'm gonna let Brian take over and discuss a bit more about this chasing maintenance and embracing maintenance. And then we got Paul here, who is the first example uh, of someone who I've seen put this into practice, really taken Brian's advice to heart and has really gotten to the point of, like, we're here, we're talking about physique mastery. And I think um, Paul is really getting to the point of mastering um, maintenance now. And again, it, mastery isn't about perfection. It's a, it's a process of learning and going along, and I'm really excited to to pick his brain and insights on how what he's learned, some of the key takeaways and key points from his maintenance phase right now. So this is this is going to be a fun conversation. I'm really excited to learn from Paul and uh, as well sharing this with Brian. So Brian, let's start off with you, kind of talking about the idea of creating that new set point and the concept of chasing maintenance. Oh yeah, it's uh, at first I got to give full credit to um, uh, uh, Dr. Trevor Cashy from Relentless Dietetics. He's a fantastic coach himself. I learned a lot from him. Um, and I remember I just I don't know if it was an email exchange I was having with him or just something he he had written and he wrote uh, yeah this phrase chasing maintenance and it just kind of like you know it was like a light bulb for me. So uh, like any you know good writer, I quick immediately stole it um <laughs> absolutely but uh but no and then i just it, it really worked well with what there's something that you know bros have always said and another thing that i've stolen from bros is that you know to endlessly like like to bulk go on aggressive bulk and then immediately cut start cutting when you've reached your whatever your goal or your your, your point where you're just you're sick and freaking tired of it and start like start cutting right away is just like the worst thing you could do because you just shed all that weight so quickly. I mean, you know, actually, it sounds like a good thing, but you shed all, all that good weight that you've put on over the course of so many months of just, you know, eating like a machine and getting uncomfortably big. If you immediately start cutting, it just it just flies off and you wind right back up 
where you started. And it's even, you know, exact same thing when you're on a really aggressive fat loss diet, like for months and months and months, if you immediately, you know, take the after picture and start bulking again, you just hammer the weight back on uh, so quickly. So this <clears throat> something that I've picked up on and, and tried to do always and people I work with and myself is when you reach your goal, whatever direction it may be, to really try to just hold it, hold that at least maybe 80% of that peak for as, like, as long as you can. And now, obviously, the question is how, like, what, what is that? Because, like, obviously, a body, a real bodybuilder, a competitive bodybuilder can't hold a peak condition. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, a snapshot in time. That's their right. physical Z, you know. But even, like, 80% of that, how do you, you know, how do you hold that? Like, how long do you have to hold that? That's what I'm getting at. Um, and it's kind of like, that's what I've always, that's what's been fascinating me for a while. So it, I think it's, it's that point where you, it's just not like, it's not work anymore in a sense. It's like, you can kind of like, you know, you can miss a few meals and your weight doesn't change or you can go take a weekend off or, or whatever. And your weight doesn't change terribly beyond the usual, like water fluctuations. Like you reach, you don't have these drives to eat like crazy or these drives like, oh, I've got to, you know, I, I wish I could quit eating so much. Like everything feels normal. Like that's, anyway, I'm rambling. And, and so that, that is a point of finding kind of your true maintenance. So you're not necessarily relying on um, calorie calculations or anything and kind of to find what what is my ideal target maintenance range. You're you're, you've gotten into a groove where you're eating normal, and like I said, yeah. not not to not to the point of being too full or, or eating too light, restrictive. It's just you're finding your normal, and over an extended period of time, your body kind of adapts to that, and you see this is my kind of set point here. Yeah, yeah. And before we get into Paul's like like absolutely ridiculous results and his and his success with this this, this process, um, like to me, it's it's so much more. It's almost like it's a mental thing. It, like you know, obviously it's physiology, the physiology you know, the rules the day, but it's it's almost like it's just a mental point that you have to try to reach. Where this is like, you know, this is my new weight, you know, and this is my, you know, it's my way of traveling, as opposed to like, I'm always thinking about what you're eating, whether it's to lose weight or gain weight. Like you have to kind of reach that point where it's yeah, it's like it's your new way of traveling. It's just you know, yeah, anyway, that's a good point. You know, so it's it's. Very, it's still very much a physiological thing, but it's also a psychological thing. So, yeah. um, so Paul, I, I, I think that let's just highlight that point for one sec because that is the mental aspect is huge, and it, we we tend to be we have to we tend to deal in extremes. We have to be chasing yeah. some sort of goal, and it can be very challenging to think I don't have a goal to chase. And so this is where I think Paul is. He's learned a lot throughout this process of, of trying to not not having a real big goal to aim for, but finding other little goals to go along. So, yeah, let's start off with Paul here. And Paul, kind of give a bit of a background um, from the past basically year and a half. Uh, first of all, one of the big reasons why I like to have Paul on here is that he is a very consistent tracker, very diligent with tracking his uh, process, very diligent with, with tracking intake and, and weight changes and so when you look at his progress that whether he's building muscle or he's burning fat he's very linear kind of the the king of linear lines here where everything is in, moving in a steady uh, direction here and 
Um, so it, it's really good to see that he's he's got data um, to kind of go on here. We're not just um, not just looking at pictures or hearsay or anything. Solid data from his his results and. Um, so let's talk about the past 18 months or so, beginning with your, your building phase from about a year and a half ago. Yeah, so that was that was a while back now, I guess. It was, uh, I think, October 2015 uh, through to September 2016, so almost a year. It was about 48 weeks. And I went into that bulk bulking phase, building phase, r- really committed simply because I was kind of tired somewhat of just constantly doing the four, six, eight-week thing. Recycling the same 10 pounds, essentially. Build eight to 10 pounds, cut seven to nine pounds, you know, maybe gain one pound. So I really decided I would go big on that bulk. It was, it was pretty long. And I gained about 40 pounds over that uh, 48 weeks. So from 170 uh, and change up to, and sitting around 10% body fat, I guess, at the start, up to about 210 and 15 and a half when I last got a hydrostatic test at the end. So a decent amount of muscle added and a decent amount of fat too. And I got to jump in here. I mean, I, you know, 99 times out of 100, when people quote me their body fat percentage, you know, I, I, I nod my head and think you're out to lunch. Paul's body fat percentages are legit. Like he gets DEXs, and if you ever seen him, he is a, he was a lean dude, man. So yeah, like your your numbers are. You can say small. You can say small. It's fine. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but nonetheless, it was it was. You know, by the numbers, it was successful for sure. It was a good, a good bulk. Uh, and by the end of that, I pretty much had one pair of jeans and three T-shirts that fit. And I think this is where it, it's we can first touch on the on the the point of maintenance or trying to create a new set point. I had about zero percent chance of making a set point out of that end game. So that was forty-one pounds. Just to, just to clarify, forty-one pounds. And how much of that was lean mass and how much was fat? Uh, it was about. 55% lean mass, 45% fat. And, wow. and that was, and, and the beauty of having your data there, right, uh, yeah. tracking your journey there throughout that, that nearly a year time span there, you were tracking each week basically how much of your gain was muscle, how much was yeah, fat. Yeah. Like you had a rough idea. So you kind of knew like towards the end, because a lot of reasons why we'll tell people to stop building at the end of 16 weeks or 20 weeks is because you kind of, you got to a point, your body fat percentage is, creeping up there and the the amount of weight that you gain a greater percentage greater yeah. percentage of it tends to come from fat the closer you get to the end of your building phase but you're like 46 weeks or whatever into towards the end of your building phase and you're still getting close to half of that around half of that coming from muscle and half of it fat yeah i had four i had three deck three hydrostatic tests during that period one at the beginning <laughs> two in the middle and then the one at the end and every one of those interim steps I was reasonably well prepared to say if we've gone past if if I ever stop making less than half of my gains from muscle I'll stop Mm -hmm. and it never it never came and it was only that last one where it was like 50.5 percent or something it was like bang on the halfway point but I'd also hit 15.6 percent body fat at that point and you know, I had a 37-inch waist, I guess, at that point. So, I mean, the last, I could tell, the last few of those pounds were hitting me right in the gut, literally right in the gut. And um, that was it. I couldn't, I, I couldn't do any more. That was the ceiling. So then we shifted gears. <laughs> so that was your, like, that was, so for you, that was your, like, your point where you're like, okay, this is it. Like, when you hit a 37-inch waist, which... It, it, yeah, I mean... If this was all new ground, everything was new. I've yeah. never been past 190 in my life. So it, it was 
a gratify. It was really, it, it felt good. I kind of had gravity. Things just moved towards me. It was odd. Uh, and then, but equally, it was it was it was odd. It was an odd it was an odd feeling. I have to say, it was all new. Uh, it was weird being that big. And I did feel very uncomfortable. I could, I mean, like my cardio was putting on socks. It is that, yeah, that, that is amazing. Like people always say that, and you think, oh, that's being over the top. But no, no, no. I'm seriously. I swear to you, I had to sit down to put on socks. <laughs> um, which sounds ridiculous, but is definitely true. Uh, and I was strong. I mean, I hit some good numbers during that as well. I mean, as as you'd expect. But so nonetheless, like I say, by the numbers, a successful bulk. How I felt at the end. Other than being pleased with the numbers, it was not a sustainable condition for me, not by a long stretch. So that didn't so allow think, you to hit that set point. You couldn't hold on. No, to it. I could never hold that. I could never hold that. So I think I stayed there for maybe ten days, no, not even quite the two weeks. And then I think from like first of October ish, twenty sixteen, through to just before Christmas, actually, I shed about twenty nine pounds in fifteen weeks. Uh, so roughly two pounds a week, tapering obviously somewhat through that process. Right. But nonetheless, pretty much a straight line drop. And when you look at the data, it's like, you know, it's like K2. It's all the way up and it's all the way down to at least camp three or something. Camp, you know, right. to base camp. Um, okay. And your net after, so you shed 29 pounds in 15 weeks. So your net uh, lean mass gain for this whole 40 or 50 week process, however. Length was, <laughs> yeah, I w was around 10 to 12 pounds, I guess. Wow, ten to twelve pounds of lean mass. I, I'm teasing. I mean, there's going to there's probably. I mean, you know, give or take some inaccuracy in waste and water and a few other things. Yeah. Just, just still eating a decent amount of food. Yeah, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, nothing. Which is under, which is exciting to see the, the transitions because last we spoke and you contributed an incredible article to uh, the Metabolic Masterpiece website at the end of your building phase what was it about like 21 pounds of lean mass that you had gained that's lean body mass that's not that's not muscle tissue that, that counts sure. for muscle glycogen yeah, and yeah. all that other stuff so that's 21 pounds at the end of a building phase and you get to the end of the cutting phase and you're looking at well really it was uh, it was around 10 to 12 pounds but even then you're at the end of a cutting phase and your muscle glycogen is depleted and um, all the other stuff. So it's kind of, it's tough to find an exact number in there. But. Right. It is. And that's amazing that, that you're eight. Paul's over 40 for everyone who's like, well, I mean, he, he looks closer to 60, but you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's over 40. And <laughs> that is like, yeah, I mean, that's impressive. That, and we'll put up some picks. Scott, yeah, we'll put up some picks. Oh yeah. There, and yeah, it'll, uh, well done, man. Yeah, so, no, so I mean that, and I guess at 180 pounds was when we started talking really about, you know, for, for me, I don't know, numbers. Numbers are always in my mind. Number is always on my horizon, which is we can get to when we talk a little bit more, you know, more about the maintenance process itself and how it's good for the brain. But 180 was like a real number for me. Like I've spent a great many years trying to get my body weight up to 180 pounds of relatively lean tissue, you know, looking half decent at 180 pounds. And so on the way down from this bulk, when I hit that 180 pounds, I'm like, I got to slow this rate of loss. I got to slow down. Oh, 180 total body weight or hundred like total, total 180 total. Okay. Okay. So once it was, with the, the last test, I was at 170 point something lean mass mm -hmm. at a body weight of about 180 pounds. So I was kind of like, all right, 
10 or 11 pounds of fat in my body, but 180 on the scale was just a, just the weight where I wanted to sit and look good for whatever reason. Like I say, numbers are just always there for me. And yet wow. if I carried on at that rate of cutting, because frankly, that cutting was not hard. It just was, yeah. it was like still it. just, it was still just happening. So I had to slow it down. So I recalculated, you know, I calculated maintenance calories or, or, or at least a starting point for myself, which was around 2750, something like that. And on December 19, I started hitting those. I started tracking again, hadn't tracked in more than 18 months. Um, so I started hitting those those calorie numbers and just continued with my workouts that I was doing. And it and it was a pretty hard stop. It put the brakes on pretty well. So you're OK when we're you were still bulking where did your calories top out at all of the calories brian <laughs> okay good good <laughs> i didn't i didn't track i mean i i yeah, spot tracked okay. oh, track a few days and i was consistently into the high 3000s okay um, and it took me six months to be able to eat like that which is why i made slow progress at the start i just couldn't eat enough food and gain the weight so I had to train the eating as much as I trained the training, uh, you know, train my body, and I eventually got pretty good at eating a decent amount of food. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't track though. I spot checked a few days, but certainly comfortably 4,000 calories a few of those days, no problems. Okay, so and that and when you were doing that, like even towards the end when it was like you know you know you've been doing it for a while, did it still feel like oh god, I gotta eat all this again? No, it it got e- it definitely got easier. Definitely got easier. <laughs> well, <it> got easier. <laughs> Um, okay. All right. But then you hit this 37 inch waist. I remember, yep. I remember you and I having these conversations and you're like, ah, oh, you know, this is, you know, and you, you certainly weren't a huge, you know, you were, no, we've were, got some pics. I mean, if I you, but, yeah. If I showed you, know, you some pictures, you people, yeah. you, people wouldn't even know I'd bulked necessarily. Yeah. Right. It didn't look, it was, it was yeah, but, very but, different to me, but it didn't look particularly out of the ordinary. But for you, like that 37-inch waist and the, you know, you know, going to AFib, just put on your socks, that type of shit, like, like that, that was like, yeah. that was like the bridge too far. And that was when you decided, all right, now I want to start. Yeah, I had to stop wearing my belt. I mean, for, we're talking four belt notches here. You know, I stopped wearing it at the end because it just didn't really want to do up. And by the end of that 15 weeks, I was doing, back, doing it back up at 34 inches, you know, where, wherever I sit normally. So... It, it, 180 pounds was like the point at which I really needed to slow things down and, and hit, went into maintenance at that point. And I've hit 2750 a day every day for 10 weeks now. And with that maintenance, you've actually you've kind of lost a little yeah, bit of weight yeah, during the time. So you're, you're, you're finding that maintenance, but that it, what you thought was your maintenance is actually a kind yeah, of totally. small deficit uh, is what you're realizing, which is kind of nice because you're holding yeah. on yeah. but you're still because you're at what around 10 percent body fat and you you can you still you you don't mind getting a little bit leaner but you don't it's not like you're cutting you're intentionally no totally totally and it was a, it was just a, a calculated number so i knew it would be a starting point yeah it's just that most of you know over that 10 weeks i think i've lost well as of this morning i'm down about three pounds so you're looking at not even a third of a pound a week Okay. So it's really slow, really gradual, and I feel nice and tight, and it's been, it's, it's been effortless, really, because I'm still actually having to, I'm actually having to work a little bit to make sure I hit that 2750 some days. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is what I find interesting, because if you, like, 
at the beginning of this, and if you would have said to me, I want to do this bulk and I think I can net, you know, 10 to 12 pounds of lean body mass over the next year, you know, being an over 40 guy, kind of a higher stress guy, I would have said, you know, I would have said, ha, I would have laughed. I would have said, <laughs> don't have on it, that you wouldn't be able to do. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had no doubt you'd be able to, you know, crank your scale weight up, you know, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's not hard, but I, I figured there'd be no way that you could, especially you're not a beginner, you're a great physique to begin with. Like, there's just no way you could put on that amount of lean mass. So, so in other words, you know, score to you. Well done. Very well done. Thank you, sir. Um, but what I found interesting is, or what I, like, could you have, like, should you have, maybe that's the question, held this peak, even though you felt like a sack of shit and you felt, should, felt have. should you have held that, chubby 37 inch waist for for at least a time even though you yeah. netted some weight would you perhaps would you have netted more weight had you have held that for a time right That's i right. don't doubt it i don't doubt it i i think it's twofold if i had just sucked it up which i i, I could have sucked it up it was all in my head right there was there was no i could have bought a second pair of jeans you know <laughs> I, I got enough money to, to do that it's like <laughs> It, it was all in my head. It was, it was, and and it and it makes no sense after the fact. You know, it, there's there's a little bit of regret there, right? It's like so much work went into that to have not maybe capitalized on it to the fullest possible extent. I see. I feel like I've shortchanged myself. Myself, even if it was for one more pound, it's not really the point. It was really, I probably will never do that again to that extent. So it was maybe a one-time only opportunity. Um, and, and so yeah, really let's should. touch on that because we we talked about this yesterday about how I mean that's a long time. Most people do not spend that amount of time in a building phase, um, yep. and you the forty pounds. So it's that you you, you wouldn't want to get to that point again where you feel that uncomfortable, put on that amount of fat. But the next time you do a building phase, so what what you took from that is that next time you do a building phase is that you may extend your building phase for a longer duration of time but right take it Far a little bit slower yeah. and steadier. Yeah, totally so then you reach I, I a point yeah. where say at the end of the, the the 46 weeks or whatever if you push it that long again um you're not going to feel so uncomfortable that you have to immediately go into fat loss mode you actually can sit there at that point and be right. relatively happy with what how you're looking um before cutting exactly again. Exactly. I, I, I don't, it's very much not about the duration. It's very much about the extent. So I would happily, I think, I mean, one of the things maintenance has done and one of the things that bulk did is very much help me psychologically, I guess, in terms of uh, I, I'm very goal oriented. Everything is chasing down a goal at some point. And so a lot of my data is very sore tooth over the years. You know, it's up or down, it's up and down. Not a lot of sustained periods doing anything. And I'm like that in the gym and I'm like that in life a lot. And so the, the process of not having a goal to chase, the process of just sitting here with relative ease, with relative comfort for an extended window where I kind of feel pretty good, I look half decent, I perform pretty good. It's kind of effortless and it's been nice. It's been a really nice break mentally, physically for me. Um, you know, and the meta point there, I guess, is that the longer you can extend your perspective, your time horizon, the further you can take all of these phases, the longest window possible that you can run all these phases for. The, the more successful they are in many respects, I mean, I would happily do another one-year bulk. I would go Jeff Albert style and build for a year and, 
and lean out for more than a year if I had to. Um, and that's where I feel like I missed a bit of an opportunity with that bulk, which is if I could have just sat there for a month or two and then lost those 30 pounds over six to nine months, not three, yeah. I, think I, I think I could have another five or eight pounds on me. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the interesting thing because right now, kind of, have you been at maintenance for about 10 weeks now? 10 weeks, nearly okay. 10 weeks um, coming up. And during that time, you've actually, you've lost a little bit. You've actually burned yeah. a bit of fat during that process. So this really kind of is almost like a very extended cutting phase. You're so close to maintenance calories, but you're, you're still slowly and steadily burning fat. Now, if you bumped up the calories just a little bit more, you could do a slow and steady building phase. It's like there's that, that small, that, that little yeah. gray area that you can go slightly in one direction, slightly in another and make gradual progress rather than our big peaks and, and valleys. Yeah. And I think at least two points in this last 10 weeks, I've wanted to do something. Uh, I think about three weeks in, I was like, you know, so what is the plan? You know, what is the plan? Is the plan to, to go back into building? Is the plan to go back and, you know, get a little leaner? What's the plan? And Brian, you know, it's like, just chase maintenance. No, this is where we got this chasing maintenance. Chase maintenance. Just get comfortable, stay where you are. And, and I did. And then the, about three weeks later, the same thought sort of occurred, but it was a little less intense at that point. And now it's kind of, I still think, you know, what, what's next for me? But I have that thought without worrying about when. So now I've seemed to have a, a whole slew of choices on the horizon for me which is with the current data just showing me that i'm just still ever so gradually leaning out i can just sit here a bit longer probably work out i mean i've changed my workout twice in that 10 weeks two different two different routines one was three on one off and so i thought you know i needed a bit more rest so i went to a one-on-one off schedule thinking i would slow that trend of loss i'm only not quite three weeks into that it it hasn't oddly so even taking the extra rest days adding one to two extra rest days a week has not all of a sudden changed the direction you know changed the 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 angle of that line it is still a very still it might change but it's still very gently moving downwards which i find odd right (laughs) interesting yeah okay go ahead yeah yeah like um probably at the peak of your bulk yeah, like, if, you know, we can go back in time. Probably would have been best if you just, yeah, just tried to, like, sit there, obviously watch your your body weight every day, you know, keep your diet consistent, and try to maybe get to the point where your weight doesn't go up or down terribly. You're at this peak level. Um, you know, that'd be, like, a good indicator. and all. But even more so, I would probably look for things like when you just, it's, you're psychologically kind of shift. Like, you're no longer feel like you're actively bulky, like you're, you're actively in this bulk, you know, you're just kind of like, yeah, man, this is just how I eat and this is just yeah. how I, you know, and your sleep normalized, you know, everything feels like in a rhythm and yet your weight's not changing. Like to me, that'd be another thing to like look for that you've kind of reached this new, this new pond, you know? And I think I, I, I don't know whether, I mean, maybe eventually if, if I'd sat there for, for many weeks or even months, that might have happened for me. But like I said to you to you guys yesterday, even like even now, it, I think if I ate instinctively, if I just went about my business, was a little busy, didn't didn't eat quite so much, you know, I, I still think my body is a little sensitive to that. Right, my my natural set point over most of my life has been around 
160, 165 pounds-ish. Yep. A little bit above, a little bit below. And um, so even staying here, even staying at 177 this morning, even staying up, up and around these higher 170s, it's, it's effortless to stay here, but it does require some amount of diligence still. Well, so yeah. Even this, I'm still having to make. Well, diligence in the right direction. Like yes. if I instinctively, I would lose, not gain weight. Yes, right? exactly. So I have to work at staying here a little bit. Okay, so then you're all right. So you're 37 inches. Said, Screw this. You you started at 27.50 with your with your cut. Yep. Yep. And I'm still there. And you're still there. The cut. I just basically I didn't I didn't track all the way through that cut. I just simply cut out snacking. That's all I did. Simple little changes. I, that that was fun, and that comes with experience as well. Something that Brian and I have talked about before. You've been cutting and building for a while yeah. now, so you have a good idea, eyeballing portion sizes, and you eat a lot of the same foods just as I do. Yep. So structure is always there. You know that well, if I just cut out my snacks at night, I'm going to lose some some weight. So yeah, yep. we're necessarily entire, tracking calories, yeah. but. That tire cut was done, but through hunger management. I just was never starving, but made sure I was a little bit hungry most of the day each day. That was it. Paying attention Ooh. to hunger. That's yeah. That's that's it. That's yeah. that embracing hunger. So we're, we're embracing and chasing maintenance, and you also got to embrace that those hunger feelings during a cutting phase too, and kind of listen. Yeah, to and for me things. psychologically, it was just so easy. It was a case of hunger. Hunger means progress for me. So I didn't starve myself, but I mean, I, I just wanted to feel the edge of hunger. If yeah. I, if I could feel it on the edge there, I knew I was making progress and that's all I needed, which is why the weight came off probably a little quick. I, I again, I would have had to have diligently eaten more to slow the rate of loss right. for me. Right. So then, so you didn't do the, the tracking, listening to hunger cues during the cut. Then you were like, what is my maintenance? And you kind of went by the calculations to set yep. that maintenance and you're finding that it's probably pretty close, but it's actually more like a slow fat loss phase at that, that set target. So your maintenance may be around 28 to 2900, somewhere in probably. that ballpark. Uh, and that's just a guesstimation, um, basically. So um, here's one thing. So, so there's going to be a lot of people who are in our shoes who really thrive off of chasing the big goals. And and we all know, I mean, it's, it's work. It's, it can be exhausting, especially towards the end of a cutting phase. You're like, okay, it just, when's this going to end? And um, as fun, as exciting as it is, you love the challenge of pushing for it. And same thing at, at the building phase, really pushing it, but kind of be like, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable, but kind of push through that uncomfortable feeling. Um, some people always have to have these big goals to, to chase. And you were one of those. How did for you, sure. how did you, what have you replaced that kind of urge, that feeling with? Are you finding other goals that you're able to replace that with? Or, or yeah. what are you doing mentally to kind of handle this maintenance level phase? I mean, nothing in particular. I mean, I've got, like I said before, this is, this is not just in the gym for me, right? So being goal-oriented and constantly chasing is a, is has been the you know it's it's very thematic through my life through through work and it's been successful just like it was successful like on that bulking phase it it was also really successful for me it's got me all of the things that i have it's got me my my career and my my money and my things right constantly chasing goals has been good to me on some level yeah but it's also left me exhausted it's left me mentally exhausted physically exhausted and emotionally exhausted and so the thing i'm getting most out of this 10 week chasing maintenance is just 
it's just letting me be. It's it's just letting me do the work. It's putting a little bit more fun, you know, back in the process instead of it being I must do this to 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 maintain progress on this trajectory toward this goal, which like I say is perpetual for me. That's an that's an everlasting process. Mm-hmm. And it's been a really nice break from that. And I've been doing a very similar thing in my, try to do a very similar thing, at least in my, my life too, just taking time, even if it's just 15 minutes a day, to just not look backwards, not look forwards, just be where you are. So it's been great for that. And, um, you know, I've had, the, I've had the bonus win of like three pounds of loss. It's like finding $10 in your back pocket when you put on a pair of jeans. You know, it's like, <laughs> it, was, it was a freebie and I'll take it. Uh, but it wasn't a goal. I, I wasn't, planning to lose weight i really did want to put the brakes on but like you said it's been far less fearful scott um you know losing those three pounds being at 176 or even i even saw 175 at one point in that 10 weeks just as as homeostasis drags you up and pulls you down you know and sort of holds you in around that that area um and it wasn't scary because i actually looked pretty good i was i felt good i was still looking pretty full i was nice and nice and tight so the number all of a sudden became far less important. The number is only important if you make it important and chase it. If mm-hmm. you're not chasing a number, then it doesn't matter. Outstanding, and, man. And that's been really nice. I love Absolutely. it, man. I love it. It's, uh, it's exciting. And I guess in the beginning, like for someone who is goal-oriented, needs like a big thing to chase, maintenance is a big thing to chase. Because it, it, it was it a challenge for you. Maintenance offered yeah. a challenge. So... For those people who are like, oh, I, I need to have big changes going on, uh, th- yeah. maintenance can be a very big challenge. And, and I look at what you've learned from the process here of, of maintenance, chasing maintenance, embracing it. It's, a, it's very exciting for me. I think those are big, big, um, I don't know, takeaway points of, of just being and, and embracing the process more, just getting more joy from your training because you're, it's not something that you have to do for a goal. It's... It's something that you can really you're doing it because you want to do it and because you love it so yeah that's tremendous man and i think it kind of consolidates because you feel like you earned it too right i mean i, I it it's effortless now it's relatively effort, effortless for me to stay here i could stay here another 10 weeks pr- pretty comfortably but that, that wasn't free i i paid my dues to, to get there right i had to earn that right um and uh I think actually spending some time in that place, in, in, this, in this zone that I'm in now, really helps bring that message home. Because the other problem with being so goal-oriented is that you, I'd, I'd moved the goal in my mind before I'd even reached the, the finish post, right? So you can see the finish post at the end, and in my mind it's done, right? I've done that goal, and, and what's the next one? So you, you don't even get to savor it. You don't even get to enjoy it. it your mind's already moved on. Mm-hmm. And so having spent this 10 weeks, I'm kind of like, it's a constant reminder every day. You jump on the scale, you know, it's right where it should be. You go in the gym, the performance is right where it should be. You look in the mirror, everything looks pretty tight. It's a constant reminder every day. You get to live that win every day. And I, I actually really enjoy that too. That's fantastic. I, I mean, that's something that, yeah, I've, I've come to terms with myself relatively recently is that if you're always in goal attainment mode like it you know it's wonderful it keeps you focused and it helps you cut out the noise and all that jazz you can make exponential progress versus just kind of coasting but at a you know you can't do that all the time at a certain point you have to be like you know just just you pull back on that just as a scott always says like focus more on the process you know and let the kind of like 
you know, the, the Zen-like quality to that, as opposed to like, you know, oh, in 12 weeks, you know, I'm going to look like X and then I'm, and then I'm going to be so happy. Then I'm going to be, you know, it's always then I'm going to be you're so not, happy. You're really not. Yeah. You know, and if you are, it's really fleeting. You know, it yeah. does not last. You know, um, and then so you I get yeah, yeah I think those days are behind me. <laughs> that's excellent, man, and, that, and that's the beauty of this: always learning. You learn from your fat loss phases to, so you're at the point now where you can do it without tracking. You can just go intuitively right. through hunger building. You learn from that last building phase that yes, the time duration it's excellent to extend a building phase longer, just not to the point of allowing. You just have to slow it down, <laughs> not not gain so much fat during the process, and then enjoy that maintenance level phase you've learned from this maintenance level process so each yeah. time you go through this in the future just you're getting better you're building off of the previous experiences which is just excites the hell in me yeah. to see this yeah and one thing i got i can't overstate enough for you know just because i'll especially people that i'm working with right now they're all in the process they're all like they're they're they've, they're on a goal most of them so you very you very much got into a groove like you got into an eating habit right like this yeah, is just sure. every day and then when you know it became like second nature so then you were able to make changes very easily sure. because it's just how you eat like you punch the clock every day every yep. day yeah yeah that's so important yeah uh, habit is definitely a large part of it yeah wow amazing outstanding guys yeah, I think this was awesome. This was a great conversation. I think, like I said, well, something that most people are not talking about. And I think there's some lots of little golden nuggets from from every little phase here: your building phase, fat loss phase, and maintenance phase. I think there's a lot that we can take away from this. Paul, I appreciate you sharing so much with us today. Uh, and like I said, it certainly does help having those numbers, the the tracking, the measuring your progress, getting those um, hydrostatic test to see your body fat percentage and weight mass. Uh, something that I definitely am going to start doing a lot more of um, mm -hmm. here just to see how I'm just to have a real honest yeah. gauge of what's going on here. So yep. man, your, your prime example, especially of taking advice and something that feels uncomfortable at first, but, but staying true, listening and fighting those urges to go against uh, what, what the advice that's been shared with you and what you really know is best for you and, and just staying the course writing it out and seeing how the experience goes for you. So that's, totally, totally. That's so, You've got so to try these people things. Bail. So many people bail way too soon on something. And um, yeah, you, you've learned from that. Yeah, so. and two weeks is nothing. You know, you, you, yeah, if yeah. you're going to try something, you've got to really try it. Yeah. Yeah, two weeks is nothing, man. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing the feedback and comment from everyone uh, below here. And uh, guys, this is excellent. Thanks a lot for uh, joining us today. Yeah, and, uh, thanks we'll for having me. Catch you next time. Yep. Boom. Peace out.